This is the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Welcome. You are about to listen to an episode in the Black Series. I've taken a much needed hiatus because let's keep it real, y'all. Life got them hands, right? But I'm back and the Black Series is right on time. During this series, I will be discussing topics that pertain to black lives, black culture, black family, and the black experience with some dope black guests. So as always, thank you for listening and joining a group of individuals committed to becoming more refined, purpose-filled, and purposeful, grace-filled, and graceful. Nothing's changed around here. There'll still be a meme, an affirmation, and a seed of lavender. Let's begin. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? As I've shared on the podcast many times before, I originally started my therapy journey in 2016 as I was grieving the loss of my grandmother. I went in expecting grief counseling and that evolved into weekly maintenance for my life. And that's what therapy has been for me. It's been weekly maintenance for my mental and emotional health and well-being. If this sounds like something that you could benefit from, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counseling network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. So all of my international listeners, this is for you too. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you don't ever have to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. Visit betterhelp.com slash lavender and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for the Lavender Woman's Podcast listeners, you will receive 10% off your first month by visiting www.betterhelp.com slash lavender. Tell them they can descent you. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. How have you guys been? It's been... This hasn't been that long. I've been pretty consistent this year, actually. I'm really proud of myself. Like, I, I should get some applause right there because I told y'all I was going to do better this year. And I've been doing that so far. So we are continuing with the Black series. And now we are getting the perspective from the fellas. So I have a special guest this week, Mr. Rashad Harris. Yeah. If you listen to 
the episode about healing your inner child with Dr. L. Harris. Yep, this is her husband. You guessed it. <laughs> you guessed it. So I have the dynamic duo on the podcast, pretty and I've much, had the much. pleasure of having both of them here. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Harris. He is a content strategist. He is the founder of the Rebel Society. He is a husband and a soon-to-be father. That's crazy. It's wild. That is wild. Life is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of why we're here today. Yeah. We're going to talk about family from okay. a black man's perspective. Okay. I'm with it. I'm so with it. just to give the audience a little background, how you and your wife had me sobbing <laughs> at your announcement video. I do videos pretty good. So, he, you know. He's uh, exceptionally well yeah, yeah, in that yeah, department. Yeah. Um, you're going to see some content from us very soon. Yes, okay? yes, we're, yes. We're brainstorming. Hopefully one of these days. You know, I know, I know. It's, before it's I all, get all old and gray. I'm the hold up, y'all. I'm the hold up. He's been ready. I'm the hold up. <laughs> but they produced the most beautiful videos. Um, I saw Dr. L's first. I had no idea that he had a separate one. And I watched hers three times in tears. It was the most beautiful announcement video. Yeah, tug on the heartstrings just a little. Oh my goodness! And then as I'm scrolling through Instagram, texting his wife, I, his video pops up, <laughs> and I said, and I'm texting her, and I'm like, okay, so you weren't going to tell me that he had a video too? I'm sitting up here crying watching your video, and then his video pops up. Y'all trying to kill me today? Her video is a little bit more emotional. I think mine was just pretty chill. They were both just yeah, yeah. the most beautiful expressions of Baby Z. I appreciate it. Beautiful. So shout with, out to my wife and uh, Baby Z. Yes, shout out to your dope wife, yeah. Dr. L. I, she's like one of my favorite people. Freaking yeah. love her. Um, so I'm so happy for you guys. And thank you, thank you. With that being said, we're going to talk about family. Okay. From a black man's perspective, yes, okay? Yes, yes. So first, I want to know what was your childhood like? What was your family dynamic like? What did it feel like? What did it look like? Um, that's an interesting question. Okay. So actually it wasn't interesting. Um so I grew up with, you know, mother and father. My parents were married. Um and I got a little background noise. That's cool. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. So yeah, my parents were married. Um and then when I was eleven my parents got divorced. Mm. I have an older sister, but me and her have different moms, so we never really grew up together. I can really count on one hand how many times we stayed under the same roof together. So you're the only child of your parents? Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So I feel like I have the best of both worlds. Like, I have a sibling, mm-hmm. but I was also raised as the only child. Mm-hmm. So with that comes a lot of the selfishness, like things have to be done my way. and I'm very particular. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, so I have a lot of that. But I also have, you know, a sister. I have, you know, her family. I have a nephew. Mm-hmm. So I get you know, the best of both worlds. But um, with family, or with my parents splitting up, came a lot of stuff as far as, like, my pop probably ain't going to like this if he even hears this, but... Sorry, Pop. My, yeah, yeah, he's, he'll be all right. He knows <laughs> it real. But, you know, my dad was... He used to cheat a lot. Mm-hmm. So for probably a couple years, I had... Or for a little minute, I had a... Uh, I can say this thing. What's a good word? I felt away. Mm-hmm. I just keep it like that. I felt away, mm-hmm. um, and so some of that kind of carried over to you know me as a, a young adult. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just, and also on the flip side, having a mother that poured a lot of attention into you mm-hmm. when you felt like you didn't really need all that attention mm-hmm. sometimes became a lot. 
kind of overbearing a little bit? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of led me to where I'm at today or where I was at, which is just trying to figure out, like, I feel like I grew up as, like, a people pleaser but also had, like, a lot of anger mm-hmm. and also, like, a need to be seen because yeah. I felt like I wasn't seen. Sounds like you're telling my childhood. Yeah. Um, kind of, sort of, went through basically the same thing. Really? So I can, I definitely can relate. Yeah. My parents were never married, but all the other stuff, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely can relate to. So how did your family dynamic um, mold or shape you as a young adult? Not the man you are today, mm-hmm. but maybe when you were in your teens and your early 20s. How do you feel like that played a role from your family dynamic growing up? Um... I know my parents' divorce led me to being, like, the the relationship guy. Mm. Or, like, always wanting to have, you know, a female around and stuff like that. Just because I, like, you know what? I'm not going to be like my dad. Mm. I'm not going to be, you know, a womanizer mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, like I said, that made me resent him a little bit. Um, but as I was growing up, like, I always, I can say always, from the time I was, like, 16 until now, like, I've always had, like, a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. like that. So... I haven't really did too much therapy on, like, my young adult days, but, or, you know, you know, analyze myself, but that's probably, like, the only thing that really stood out as far as me just wanting to prove that I can be a good man mm-hmm. and not being somebody that, you know, people say, like, yo, you're just like your dad. Mm-hmm. Which my dad is a dope person. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a good person. Mm-hmm. and have a great relationship. But I was going to ask you, how is the relationship with your father now? Yeah, actually, actually, my relationship with both of my parents is pretty damn good right now. Okay. Um, just because I've gotten to the point where I know who I am, so I'm not pretending or trying to be who they want me to be. Mm-hmm. For a while, a lot of this disdain from, especially like my mom, was like she wanted me to be a, wanted me to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Or my dad, my dad is like a I can say a big name in the city, but a lot of people know him. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are like, yo, you're gonna be just like your dad. You're gonna do this, and I'm like, nah, I'm a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And I've accepted that, and mm-hmm. I feel like they've accepted it. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, all right, well, they look at me like, all right, this is my son. He kind of does his own thing. We're mm-hmm. cool with that as long as you know, as long as we don't gotta pay him or paid for, you know, to put money in his pocket or anything like that, he's good. So, but our relationship now is great just because I feel like the thing that's helped me is I've gotten to the point where I can actually ask my parents, like, real questions mm-hmm. that I would have never known. Mm-hmm. Like, me, him, and my sister went out for dinner probably, like, last year the year before that, and I got to ask him really some, like, real questions about, like, how he grew up. Mm-hmm. And... Real, like, man questions, and I can look at him as a man instead Mm of my father. Right. Yeah, so that's, I feel like that's helped a lot. And that helps you get a better understanding of who he is as a person, too. Yeah. You know, because as children, oftentimes we think our parents are, like, these perfect people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're just not. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that. I've never looked at my parents as perfect people. But Mm -hmm. sometimes your parents will have this veil over them where... They think you look at them as perfect. Mm. And so they won't, you know, you know, put down the veil to kind of show who they really are. Right. So now I feel like I know exactly who my who parents he is. are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So how long have you and Dr. L been married? 
Eight years. Eight years from on March 10th. Did you see any other negative traits from your family dynamic in your marriage? Early, um, early on or throughout? Negative traits. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'll probably be better to add, yeah, to answer that question. I was actually thinking about this uh, probably a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, this probably answers your question, but I felt like since my dad wasn't the greatest husband, mm-hmm. I tried to find that particular role model in other people. Or, I, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Because most guys, they look at their dad as, like, how a husband should be. Mm-hmm. So when you look at your dad and you're like, you know what, I don't want to be that type of husband. Right. You start to like look around and kind of piece who you want to kind of take after. Mm-hmm. And so I found like one of my, um, when I was in high school, like one of my best friends at the time, his brother-in-law, he stayed with his uh, sister and his brother-in-law. And I saw him as like, yo, I kind of want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But he was like, cool. You know, he took care of his family, but he was like down there afraid to chill. Mm-hmm. But he was about his business too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Somebody I met in church, he was—he just seemed real chill, cool, loved his wife, loved his family, but he was still like, you know, I can say out in the street, but he was like, he was still moving around. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, like I hate, I didn't want to be that, that husband or that father that looked like washed and like beat down and whatever his wife says goes mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. So, so to answer your question, I feel like what kind of got me, what I picked up from my childhood is just that I wanted to be my own type of man, my own type of husband, my own Mm -hmm. type of father. Mm -hmm. And so my experiences kind of led me to really trying to figure that out for myself. Mm. So when I first got married, it was a lot of ups and downs or bumps in the road just trying to figure out who I am. Mm -hmm. Who I am as a person, but who I am as like, a husband, husband, a leader, a provider, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. so what does family mean to you? Or how do you define family? <clears throat> um, family is an interesting word to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I don't really have the best blood family. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad has a very interesting relationship with his family. Okay. My mom, when I was growing up, I felt like my mom's side was a little bit more tight-knit, but as I get older, I don't really rock with them. I get it. Yeah, so, <laughs> and as an only child, I don't really have anybody else to kind of, you know, now, you and my sister are great. We have a great relationship. Okay. But we still grew up completely different. Right. So... To answer your question, um, family, I don't know, I feel like it's uncondition- unconditional love mm-hmm. or somebody that truly, like, knows you. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, for a while, my friends were my family. Get it. Mm-hmm. But then I ran into a little, when I became, when I actually got married, the people that I thought was, like, my, my friends. Mm-hmm. I felt like they really were my friends. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Been there. So then it just leaves you with no family, no friends. No family, no friends. And then it's like, so what the hell do I do now? Mm-hmm. You're stuck with yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've been stuck at for like the past five years. Mm. So it's just a lot of trying to figure out, 
trying to break through different barriers that I have now mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, all right, I have some good people in my corner, but I still have high walls surrounding me at all times. So how can I break those down so I can be a good friend? But even though, even with that, it's like, all right, I still feel hurt. I get it. And so it's like, all right, but in my head and my psyche, I'm trying to break through all that so I can be more present or be just a better person in general. Mm -hmm. So so family is just kind of, you know, rocky for me. So which I know I have an issue where I'm trying to, excuse me, break through that. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that, though. Um, Family is not always blood. Yeah. You know, oftentimes other people come in and they feel more like family than the people who are blood related to you. So I get that. Um, We were talking, your wife and I were discussing in that episode. It's kind of like when people come around, you're so guarded. It's almost like, okay, what do you want? Why are you here? Um, Because of childhoods and family dynamics and things like that. So it... Like, we talked about what happens in our childhoods follow us mm-hmm. into adulthood if we don't take the time to go back and heal those things. Yeah, and it's crazy that you say that because even when my whole, like, friendship circles kind of broke broke up or whatever, mm-hmm. then I got to a phase which isn't a healthy phase where I have talents mm-hmm. as far as, like, what I do. Mm-hmm. And the people I'm around usually need those talents. Oh. So I found myself catering to people with my talents. Got you. Trying to build friendships. Got you. And sometimes it, it works, but sometimes it leads people to like always needing you for your talents mm-hmm. instead of y'all actually having an organic, friend. genuine right, friendship. Right, 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 right. Trust me, I know. Right, right. <laughs> I right, right, can right. relate to that so closely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but. Family is complicated. It's definitely complicated. It's complicated. That's probably the realest thing you said so far today. Yeah, it's complicated. That's the best way I can explain or describe family. Yeah. It's complicated. Very much so. Um, When it comes to the black family. Okay. Okay, specifically. And we're talking about black fathers or black males who assume father roles, right? Mm -hmm. What is um, a stigma that you would like to address? So what is something that you've heard that you just it's not true because I feel like our black men are just categorized in one group yeah and I know amazing fathers and I know amazing husbands and I know amazing uncles and cousins and I feel like black men get a bad rep that is true what's the stigma as far as black families are concerned or black fathers are concerned I feel like now it's a stigma of Black men or black fathers are, I wouldn't necessarily say lazy, but I feel like the stigma is that black men don't do anything within their household. And I know we were kind of talking about that off air, but black men don't really, they might provide, but they're not present in their home. Yeah, and it's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why do you think that's the case? Is that something that's generational? Is it something that's more with our age, our generation? What? Why is that the case? I don't necessarily think it's generational. Um, okay. I think there's a certain element of it which is generational. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even with our grandfathers, mm-hmm. like my grandfather, he was around. Mm-hmm. 
from what I remember, like he died when I was like in fourth grade. Okay. So I remember him like being around, but I also remember him like just sitting at the, on the couch watching TV mm. while my grandma did, you know, cook. She talked to us. She made sure, you know, like I remember, you know, my grandma washing my face up in the morning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my granddad, like, you know, I rode with him places, but mm-hmm. in the house he would just, you know, I'm going to just sit on the couch, watch the game. You can mm-hmm. watch it with me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't bother me, though. Like, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. it makes you makes men, you know, a lot of men who take a look at their role models, their grandparents their, mm-hmm. or their grandfathers, their dads, and see that trait, then that's going to just trickle down. Yeah. Um, and then something new that I've started to kind of like analyze. I do a lot of analyzation. I do too. Yes. And I was watching a, a podcast, a Joe Budden podcast, and it had a conversation with a guy, Kevin Samuels. Oh, God. Are we okay? Are we about to do this? No, 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 no. no, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, okay. We're I was getting nervous. We're I was going to say those conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. are some of the most toxic. They are toxic. Toxic masculinity, toxic just period. Of <laughs> no, no, they, they're definitely toxic. It is, it is toxic. There's not another word for it. It is I I tell anybody I don't believe in the approach to what he does. Some of the concepts I, I definitely now. Are you referring to Joe Budden? Or are you referring to Kevin Samuels? Kevin Samuels. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I'm trying to stick it out with you. I'm, we got I'm, it. We I'm, got... I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Yeah. And the main concept that really sticks out to me. Okay. What is it? it? Is men don't lead anymore. Mm. Okay. Men are providers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but men are providers. They you know take care of their, their household, but they don't necessarily lead the family. Okay, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm and sometimes with that, you know, the woman. I want to say the most dominant, but sometimes a woman's personality is super dominant, and society would probably tell you that you know. Happy wife, happy life, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Which my, I tell my wife I don't necessarily agree with. Okay. Um, so with that, when a woman is more dominant and society tells you pretty much you're like, just do what your wife says and everything will be all right. Mm. That leads you to kind of fall back. Mm. And so stuff that you really care about, even though you might put up a little fight, you're still going to be like, you know what? She got it. I don't really, really, really want to have that battle. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you just become, I can say less of a man, but you just become real chill. And then you don't lead your family because now your wife is the true leader of your household. And then resentment comes in. Resentment comes. That's Resentment comes. And then it's just. I actually don't disagree with anything you just said. I was nervous when you were coming from the Kevin I mean, I Samuels like, aspect. I feel like I make a lot of sense. I, I was very nervous because he is just not my cup of tea. I I try to listen to the interviews and to his episodes and whenever he's a guest somewhere, I try to listen. I really do because I like to hear different perspectives. But he is just... (laughs) Yeah, he's not really... He's not really for me. But I always take away from that, like, men... always think, like, men aren't the ones that's really doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Anytime, like, me and my wife get in a situation or we don't really get into many arguments, but anytime we do get in an argument, I always think about what am I doing wrong as the leader of the household? Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
That's and then good. I can, because I can only affect the way I move. Absolutely. So if I see that I'm not communicating or I'm not actually doing the things I need to do, that's good stuff. Then I can't really put that on her. That's good. If I can only affect the way I move, then I need to move differently. Mm. That's good. And then handle the situation from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. So with all of that being said, yeah, I know we kind of get off. No, it's no, it's quick. it's fine. I was. I was eager to hear how you were going <laughs> to spin the block on yeah. it. I was like, wait a second now. Kevin Samuels has become a part of this conversation. I'm getting a little nervous. But no, <laughs> that, that made perfect sense. So with, with that being yeah. said, with black men looking as if, because we're not going to just put a blatant statement yeah, yeah, out no, there, no, but no, maybe no. looking as if or... Society looking at our black men as if they no longer lead. What is the remedy to that? So that our black families can thrive and so that our black families can survive and so that our black children can have whole and complete family dynamics. What's the Mm. remedy to a generation who is kind of just taking a seat back? That's a good question. Um, As a black man, if you were having this conversation with a a group of, of other black brothers... What would you tell them? I would say that just black men in general, especially when it comes to our household, mm-hmm. you have to be present, which is a struggle in itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you also have to do what you say you're going to do and really lead your household. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes we don't do that. Do you think it's because it's hard to be what you've never seen? Do you believe in that principle? Because a lot of our black husbands and black fathers are coming from family dynamics where there wasn't a man in the household. So is it harder to be what you've never seen? That's true. I can Mm. definitely see that. Or if the men in your household, I use the word docile. Mm. If the men in your household are docile like your dad, like I have a friend um, who all the men... All the women in his family are super, like, like alpha females. They're really, like, aggressive personalities and mm-hmm. stuff. And all the men are, like, real chill. Like, yo, I ain't going to really say too much. I ain't going to really shake the tree or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you see that, and so when you see that, then it becomes a part where, all right, that's all I see. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So I can't be the rowdy one because then I don't know what that looks like. But Thank I do you. know what it looks like when... My wife has a strong personality. I'm going to just let her kind of do her thing. She's going to talk, blah, 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 and I'm just kind of chill out. I'm going to let her kind of run everything mm-hmm. because I don't want to make a bad mistake. I see that, too. So I, so when I say, like, you know, be present mm-hmm. and kind of mean what you say, when I say that, I mean as far as, like, all right, if you say as a family we are doing these certain things, mm-hmm. then you need to make sure these things are done. Absolutely. And as a leader, one thing I realize, especially when it comes to a marriage, you when you lead, you have to look at the totality of your family. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean as far as you got to make sure that the family still is on course. Right. So even if it's something that your wife doesn't like... Mm-hmm. And normally men, we'd be like, all right, my wife wants to go to go on a vacation and we only have $300 in the account, <laughs> but I'm going to try to make it work. 
I'm just saying, you know, women are frugal though. Like we can we can plan a vacation on three hundred dollars. You probably can, but if it's gonna put you in a hole, sometimes the man will be like, all right, you got to understand the importance of you needing a vacation. Right. But if it's gonna put you in a hole, the risk financial responsibility. Right, right. Then you got to be like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But a lot of men are afraid to do that just because you don't want to. Look, be looked at as like you can't provide or you right. let your wife down. Right. But as a leader, mm-hmm. I, I run a business, so I understand business a lot. Mm-hmm. If you're a CEO of a corporation, your job is to lead that organization. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the the best thing to do is fire people or leave people upset. Mm-hmm. But you still got to do what's, what's best. best. Yeah, yeah. Got you. That makes sense. Yeah. So. I saw a meme earlier, and this is not even the I saw a meme segment, but it just made me think <laughs> about it when you said what you said about, um, you know, this generation of fathers and how they're showing up, how it appears they're showing up. Yeah. And I saw this meme, and I read it like three times because I was like, is there some truth to that? And it said a lot of men look like great fathers because their children have dope-ass mothers. Mm. And I sat with that thing for a while. And so when you mentioned, you know, the providing aspect is one thing, but you have to be present and you have to show up and you have to be, you know, active and engaged and involved. Are fathers still reaping the benefits of the appearance of being a phenomenal parent if one person is kind of holding down the whole entire fort? Is there some truth to that? There is. I can definitely agree to that. Okay. Because I know women who do a lot for their kids. Yeah. And with social media, if you post, you know, a picture with your kid like every week, mm-hmm. it's going to look like you're a great dad. Mm-hmm. But people don't see the downside or the downtime of you. Like, are you helping your kids with their homework? Are you buying your kids clothes on a regular? Are you taking your kids to practice? Are you talking to your kids or anything like that. Yeah. So with social media, you don't see any of that stuff. Yeah. So we definitely are in a society where there's a lot of guys that look like great dads. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that could just be, you know, you know, smoke just being blown around. I'm telling you, I saw that earlier, and I sat with that thing for like a good 15 minutes. and Because I had to think about it like, that's so true. And I think it could also be vice versa because I also know single fathers. Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to just make this a, a you know, a, a, a male thing. Right, right, right. It could also go the other way. Um, I guess whoever the more um, present parent is, I guess is what right, I'm saying. Right, right. Um, but I saw it and it just it stopped me in my tracks. Because it was like a lot of men look like great fathers. And that's only because your children have a dope-ass mother. So as a woman, when you see guys on social media with their kids, do you believe that they're like great dads? I want to believe it. Okay. I I want our black boys and girls to experience their father in their life because we are talking about things from a man's perspective. This right, is right. about men, okay? I'm not picking on the men, but yeah. we're talking about guys here, right? So I want to believe it. For people that I know personally, I know when it's just smoke, you know, smoking mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also know, I know some phenomenal black 
fathers. Yeah, I do too. And it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to see. Um, it's beautiful to experience. And But I also know fathers who could be doing more. Yeah. Who could be doing, spending more time with their children, more quality time, more, um, just being more intentional overall. So it's my hope that our guys, our fellas, our black men would step in to fill those voids and mm. to fill those roles um, in the way in which our children need them. Right, right. Um, so it's just, it's hard to... And like you said, in the social media world, it's just a lot of putting on airs and yeah. it's just a lot of front end because you want to appear. Right. But why not be what you are trying to look like you are? Because it takes a lot of work. It does. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes time. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's just a matter of priorities as well. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not. Yeah. You know, raising a human being, listen, it's hard work. It's hard work. Yeah, I, I understand that probably about Very six soon. more months. <laughs> Very yeah. soon. Yeah. Like, you're responsible for a whole other person. And it's like you want to raise a good person. You want that person to go out and... How do you do that? I don't know. How do you... You do your best. You make mistakes. You acknowledge them. Like, I raise my children. We raise our children totally different than how we were raised. We came from that generation. You don't mm -hmm. ask any questions. Yeah, you yeah. do what you're told. Our kids can ask us questions because they're not coming from a place of disrespect. Or, right, right, right. Um, but you can question something. If you don't understand something, why send that child out into the world without a clear understanding? Ask questions because all it does is build an anxious adult. They go out into the world and they're scared to use their voice. So with us, when we do something wrong, we apologize to the kids. Yeah. I never got an apology my entire childhood. And stuff was jacked up. Yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, when you're in it, you may not realize how jacked up it is. But once you become an adult, you're like, yo, that was some messed up stuff that went on in my family. Mm -hmm. And no one ever explained it to me. No one ever apologized to me for it. And we're just trying to be more intentional with not doing that to our children. not repeating that same generational thing. All right. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot, you know, since we found out that my wife is pregnant. Okay. What you just said makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You want to kind of give your kids the things that you feel like you didn't receive right. as a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we receive a lot of dope things growing up mm -hmm. um, that made us into the people that we are today. Absolutely. So how do you kind of balance that? Or how do you kind of... Because a lot of times p things skip generations because people just focus on the things that they didn't receive and want to give their kids that. Right. Instead of also focusing on the things that they did receive. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of balance those two things? The balance is trial and error. I'm honest to God. It's trial and error. You're not going to get it right. I promise you, my kids are 17 and 13, mm -hmm. and I'm still, and they're different people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you come from the same set of parents, but they're completely two different people. So I have to parent my girls differently. Mm -hmm. How I parent my oldest is not the same way I can parent my baby girl because she's just cut from a different cloth. Yeah, she's yeah. not her sister. Right. Um, so it's a lot of trial and error. And that's why I'm, I'm intentional. When I mess it up, I, I express that. I'm not too much of an adult or I'm not too proud to say I'm sorry or yeah. I, I dropped the ball. Right, right. Forgive me. I'll 
will do better. I'll, you know, fix it. I'll try better the next time. So it's a balance of, it's a, every day you're going to wake up and give it your best and you're going to fall short. Yeah. And that's just the reality of um, having a family and raising children. Um, I don't know the answer to that question. And my oldest is 17 years old. Yeah. Every day I'm figuring out how to be a better parent to both of my girls. Mm, okay. Every single day. Yeah, that's something I've been like really toying with the idea of like how, like how am I going to be as a father and mm-hmm. really trying to figure out the things that I want to teach my daughter, mm-hmm. but also the things that, the, how can I teach them the things that are so, just so ingrained in me mm-hmm. that are easy. And so it's like, all right, I need to really kind of think back on, like one of the things I want to teach my daughter is not to be a people pleaser. Okay, because that was one of my next questions for you is what do you want to teach your daughter? What are some of the lessons from your family, from your childhood that you want to pass on to your daughter? Um, Give me both, I guess. Give me maybe um, a few things that you want to teach your daughter Uh that were positives from your childhood. Yeah. And then give me some things that you know are just, I'm not going to do that with my daughter. Okay. So as a black man, what are some of the things that you want to teach, show your black daughter? Okay. Um, the things I've learned from my family are independence. Okay. Um, now, now, you know when it comes to a black woman, that can be a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm going to get that. I'm going to okay. get to that. Because I, I definitely understand. Uh-huh. But one of my major things is like being independent. Yeah. Like I can be by myself. Um, mm. I'm cool with being with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that has is definitely definitely has a downside, but for the most part, is I love it. Um, one of the things that my mom taught me was like nobody has to do anything for you. So appreciate any time somebody does something. Oh, yeah, I was raised the same. Yeah, so even if it's a smaller thing, mm-hmm. you know, show your appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um my dad is a hard worker, so I, I got that honest like Okay. Um and um like I said before, not to be a people pleaser. Okay. For some somehow over the course of my years I I became a people pleaser where I like, I want to make sure people are, like, happy with me and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And now I'm starting to slowly get out of that phase of, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah. yeah I, I just don't care that much. Yeah, yeah, I just don't care that much. Yeah. So, and one of the things that I want to teach my daughter that I did not learn mm-hmm. um, was, like, it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, communication is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and going to the the independence thing, like I don't know if this is something I could teach her or her mother would have to teach her, but how to be independent, but also also. Be nurturing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nurturing might not be the right word, but because I, I just don't want my daughter to be too independent where she's like lonely. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, all right. So how can I teach my daughter to stand on your own two feet, but mm-hmm. also be gentle? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Why do you think, as a man, not just a black man, but as a man, independent women are so intimidating? Because men have a, a 
need to be needed. Mm. And a lot of times, not saying, you know, for all, you know, independent women. Independent women give off that they don't need you for nothing. And I look at that from the aspect of wouldn't you rather be wanted than needed? But sometimes they don't make you feel wanted either. Mm. So that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the real disconnect. Okay. Yeah. And I used to say this when I was in my 20s, and it's definitely toxic. But <laughs> said it's definitely, it's definitely toxic. toxic. Okay, but disclaimer. Disclaimer. About to say something toxic. It's about to be okay. toxic. This is not who he is yeah, now. No, no, no. All right. But I used to say, like, I would prefer to date a woman with daddy issues because mm. they're going to make you feel needed. Wow. Okay. They're going to make you feel needed. I get that. They're going to make you feel wanted. Mm-hmm. Just because they never got that love that they're going to be. I'm the poster child for daddy issues. Really? Mm. So that's why I was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, so, like, my my wife is probably the only female I dated, like, with a serious relationship that didn't have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. So my other, like, ex-girlfriends, they their dad wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Like, they barely talked to their dad. Mm-hmm. So they used to give me, like, all the love. And sometimes that could be overbearing just because of how I grew up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, I know that she, like, likes me or she loves me or she wants me around. Sometimes my wife, I didn't feel that. And I had to fight, like, you like me? Let me? You like me? Like, what's, what's up? What's well, good? Well, see, from what um, your wife and I discussed on our episode, she may not have had, like, quote-unquote daddy issues, but there were, because we discussed our childhoods regarding yeah. our fathers kind of in detail. Mm-hmm. I think it was the opposite for her. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and you'll have to go back to listen to the yeah, episode yeah, yeah, to get yeah. what I'm saying. We're not going to go into detail, but um, I get that. I don't know. My mind, whenever we talk about this topic with anybody, my mind always goes back to Neo and Jamie Foxx. The uh, when they said, I love her because she got her own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, I feel like as a man, and I'm not a man, so I could be just completely off, off mm-hmm. you know, but... When a woman wants you but doesn't need you, that's a different level of love. It's a different level of respect. It's a different level of we can do this together, but I'm going to be good regardless. Like, I don't need you to pay my rent. I can pay my own rent. I don't need you to pay my car note. I can pay my own car note. I'm here because I want to be here. I'm here because I want to be with you. I'm here because this is what I want versus what I need to survive. When the average man want that versus being needed because that need usually comes from a financial standpoint. True, true, you get true. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, but that also strokes a man's ego. Ah, a man's. If you ask anybody, a man's job is to protect and provide. Okay. So if a woman can't provide on her own and needs a man for that, okay, your ego is constantly being stroked on a mm. daily basis. Why y'all need y'all ego stroke so much? Don't everybody need it? Everybody needs their ego stroke. I don't think. I believe so. You think women need their stroke as much as men? Yeah. In what ways? They need to know that they're like pretty. Mm. Like. Is that ego stroking or is that complimenting? No, that's ego. That's ego stroking. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, if you don't get enough compliments, then you're like, oh, what's up? Okay, I see that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only one that really comes... To mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I definitely feel like everybody needs an ego stroke. You might need your ego stroke in different ways, but... Okay. So maybe it's not an ego thing that's separate. That maybe it's a pride thing. 
How so? I don't know. I feel like, like when I was like, that independent thing is scary to a lot of men because it's like oftentimes, and I've encountered in my life, men's pride is so freaking strong that anytime you challenge it, you become the enemy. And it's just like, I'm not I'm not your enemy. I'm actually mm-hmm. on your team. Yeah. But I'm just bringing something to the light, to, to the table that I've noticed or that needs to be discussed. But that pride won't allow you to see the issue. Give me an example. Um, so we talked about men providing more than being present, right? Yeah, yeah. So what if you bring up the topic of being present? The first thing your pride is going to do is throw out, but I'm a great provider. A lot of people that I know have a hard time acknowledging the actual problem because they want to overshadow it with all the other things that they're doing. That doesn't mean that the problem still doesn't exist. True. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. That, that, that makes sense. Mm. But I think men, that's, this is actually an issue that I had that particular situation. It just, even though my pride says... Me being present doesn't really hurt my ego. Me, right. me being me not being present doesn't hurt my ego. Not being present doesn't yeah, hurt yeah, your ego. Okay. Yeah. But my wife saying that we can't pay certain bills because I didn't pay money. Got you. Now that hurts my ego. Got you. That means okay. you can't take care of your family. Okay. That means your family might be out on the street. I get because, that. Because yeah, you couldn't do what you need to do. So I think we just. Um, we pride, not prioritize, we honor different, I don't know, different dynamics maybe. Yeah. yeah. So the man's main focus is to provide when the women w- will prefer you to be more present in a lot of cases. Not all I don't cases, think a woman, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think that's like number one on the list. For me it is. I'm speaking for myself. But if your husband didn't pay all the bills and he was there every day, you're like, oh, well, I need you to, like, do something with this. Right, and that's where that balance comes in, though, right? Can we pay the bills and be present? That's a possibility, oh, right? Oh, no, no. Because we're talking about all these Ps, present, <laughs> <laughs> present, providing, and possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a way for you to be present, um, an amazing provider. It, it's possible. It may be more challenging. If you had to rank them. mm which one would you prefer? Oh, see, then that's not fair. It's definitely fair. That's not fair. It's definitely fair. If you had to rank, which one would you prefer? That's number one. I feel like when children are involved, mm-hmm. when we're speaking well, I feel like you're dancing right now. A family dynamic. You're dancing. No, I'm not dancing. Because I'm thinking about it from all aspects because I've been in situations where we lived paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and we barely made ends meet. That wasn't fun, was it? And it was not fun. And then you grow and you build and you work your tail off to get to a place where you're good. Mm-hmm. But that presence still is super important to me. I'm sorry. You didn't answer the question, though. I did. No, you didn't. I think they're 50-50. You're dancing. I'm not dancing because the provider aspect is important, but your presence can't be replaced. You get what I'm saying? Like the time that you didn't spend with your family, you can't get that time back. True. The things you missed out on, you can't get them back once they're gone. Yeah. And so 
I feel, and I feel like, and that's the unfortunate struggle that a lot of our men are having. I'm sure it's not easy to be a provider and to be present and trying to find that balance. But as a black woman raising black daughters, I am telling you, I am, I am encouraging you to try to be more present. Mm. Okay. And that makes sense. Okay. I'm, I'm with it. So... What was that? Things you wanted to teach your daughter? Yeah. The pros, the cons, the good, the bad. Mm-hmm. What else do you want from when your daughter becomes an adult? And I'm sure she's going to be. Let me tell you what I share with your wife. Mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this with you. When I text her after you guys made the announcement, I told her, I said, your daughter is going to have an advantage that a lot of us didn't have. And she said, what was that? I said, and this was not about you at all. It was about her. I said, she's going to be raised by a healed mother. Mm. And we both was just crying. Okay, like tears because we both understand the dynamics of being raised by unhealed parents, Right, right? right, right? So when I told her that, and it was just like, girl, all your life's work, all the work that you've been putting in to get to this point, your daughter has an advantage that we didn't have. She's going to go out into the world and see things a little bit differently than we saw them because you're her mother. Mm. And um, after we got through the tears, (laughs) we were able to talk about it. And she was like, wow, like I hadn't had a chance to even think about it from that perspective. So once your daughter becomes an adult, fully grown, responsible, independent adult, what would you hope she would say about her family, about you and your wife, her upbringing, you guys as her parents, you as her father specifically? Yeah. Um, I would like to for her to say that she grew up in like a loving house. Mm, that's so important. Yeah. Well, she saw love. Like a lot of people, I realized that they never seen like their parents like love each other. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of, you know, that can kind of mess you up. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I want to show like, like, like I love my daughter, but I also love my wife. Right. Um, to me, that's probably like the major thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that becomes challenging when... You're not present. You're not present. <laughs> Come full circle. Uh-huh. You see it? Yeah. It's just a full circle thing because how can she see it yeah, if not you're there. not there to do it? That's true. I'm telling you, the... The presence of our black men are so important. And this is whether you are still a unit as a family, whether you're married or whether you are co-parents and just how you guys show up. Yeah. It's so important. That's true. Not just to the children, it's important to us too. Right, right. You know? So um, I think we all win. Everyone benefits when it, when it's intact. yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh Uh-huh, your wheel's turning. I see you thinking about it. I see you thinking about it. So now it's time for the real, unless you have any more thoughts or comments. Okay. So now it's time for the I Saw Meme segment. You know, I try to find a meme every episode that relates to what we're talking about. So we're talking about family today. Okay. And I ran across this meme that said, having somewhere to go is home. 
having someone to love is family. Having both is a blessing. Is that true or false? That's true. That's, That's absolutely true, true yeah, right? Yeah, definitely true. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, having somewhere to go is home. Having someone to love is family. Having both is a blessing. And you just mentioned yeah, that love yeah. aspect in your family. You're right about that because a lot of people don't get both. They don't have both. Mm. So a lot of times we're more blessed than we even realize. That's true. Like seriously. Yeah. And I, I'm true. really saying that from a sincere place. We are more blessed than we even realize in most cases. Yeah. Um, seed of lavender. So every week we leave the listeners with one word that we. Encourage them to plant, water, nurture until it begins to grow and take root in their lives. When it comes to the perspective and the dynamic of black families and the black man's Mm -hmm. role in black families, what is like one or two words, a a takeaway that people can really start to implement in their lives? we're talking specifically for black men. Yeah, black specifically family. for black men and black families. Like, if this word was like, you can literally make it for black men. Like, if you were talking to a room of black men, leave them with one word concerning their families. The word that's like in the forefront of my brain right now is just lead. Lead? Lead. Not leave. <laughs> that would be crazy. Hold on now. Yeah, just go. Just, just, just take your stuff and everything up. But no, uh, lead. Yeah, lead. L-E-A-D, folks. Lead. 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 Okay, lead. Because a lot of things don't happen until men say, you know what, we're doing this. We're making it happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of men are scared to lead because, like I said before, you know, women sometimes just have super dominant personalities within mm-hmm. the family. So if a man just like, you know what, I'm taking control of this, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to happen. Then sometimes say the woman just kind of you know follows course, but it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier for a woman to get behind a man when he's already leading. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me think about something. We're, we're on track, but we may get off track just a little bit. But when you say lead, it makes me think about: Do you believe in the principle that women should? Be submissive to their husbands? Yes. Explain. Yes. Okay. And I got your wife on speed dial. That's so cool. I'm That's listening. Cool. I'm listening. I'm listening. Um This is always so interesting to me to hear different perspectives. Yeah. Um first I would say if a man can lead, okay. then he should lead. Absolutely. If a man doesn't have the, the proper capabilities to do so, then he should. Okay. So but should I, the goal still be to develop the tools to lead, or should you just allow the the woman to lead, period, and just never try? I think the man should always try to strive to be a leader. Okay. Time, so. Okay. Like, if he's not, then he definitely should be trying to figure out ways of kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the original question again? Do you believe in the principle that women should be submissive to their husbands? Yes, okay. All right, so this is what I was about to say. This this might sound toxic, but we're we're here now. Here we are, people. Here we are. Um, And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm waiting. (laughs) All right, so one of the things that I've always thought of is, like, when me and my wife went through, like, marriage counseling Mm -hmm. before we got married, Mm -hmm. They taught us that, you know, by nature, 
women and men are programmed different ways. Right. Men are more so like the doers. Okay. And women are more so like they point out the issues. They point out the, I forgot the word that they use, but it said that the women point out the particular, um, the red flags. Okay. Um, and so, I, I'm about to get killed, but anyhow. Um, You've been warned. You, you, <laughs> look, you had time to walk yeah, away. You no, had no, time. No, no, okay. We're, we're here. <laughs> so, anytime I've been in a situation where I felt like the woman was leading, mm-hmm. my life wasn't any different. Okay. Like, my life. I need you to expand on that yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Pretty much every time I felt like a girlfriend mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that was, like, really, like, they're the, the main, the dominant force. Okay. My life could be in shambles, but as long as they're cool, it's like, all right, well, we're, we're, on, the, we're on the path now. Okay. Just because a woman sometimes, or nine times ten, a woman doesn't actually put in the work to make your life or to, to actually change the things that's going on. In your life. Mm. Like, a woman can point out the issues. She's like, all right, well, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Mm. But nine times out of ten, they're not the ones that's actually like, you know what? I know you need, you got this whole to-do list, and one of the things on your to-do list is to put up this table. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the ones to put up that table. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you to and, a certain degree. Yeah. And okay. so with men, if my wife has a long to-do list, Mm-hmm. Nine times ten, I'm the one that's kind of doing some of those things. Mm. And so that takes stuff off her to-do list so she can be better at whatever else she has going on. What if that's opposite? And what if that woman does, she is the more dominant one. She does take the lead, but she also, like, pretty much takes care of your list. It makes your life easier. I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? I don't think I've ever seen that. Wow. Okay. It's a few of us out there. It probably is. <laughs> I was going to say, it may not be many. It's, it's a sprinkle yeah, yeah, here yeah, and there. Yeah, it probably is, but I've hardly ever seen it. Like, women would definitely point out the issues. Like, my wife would tell me all the time, like, hey, you need to do this. You need to get this in order. But sometimes she's not the one that's actually pulling the trigger and actually doing it for me. So that's still a list of things that I have to do. But does that refer more to just um, things? Like, things around the house or items around the house? Or are we talking about real tangible things in your marriage, in your family, in your household, meaning um, she knows you have something major coming up for at work, mm-hmm. jumping in and trying to help versus... Nine times ten, it doesn't happen like that. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like I said, my wife will point out stuff, she'll point out some flaws that I have, and it's up to me to kind of figure out what she's saying, process what she's saying, and kind of make my life better. How do you handle her pointing out things? Because I think that's where a lot of our men struggle. I feel like I do pretty good. That mm-hmm. might be a question that she has to answer. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do pretty good just because a lot of things, like, I think a lot. I overthink. Mm-hmm. I'm an overthinker, yeah. too. But so, the thing about overthinking, for me, mm-hmm. I'd be right, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, if right. I overthought and I feel like I'd that be was a wrong, somewhere, yeah. right. But I overthink and I'd be right. Right, right. And I overthink about situations that involve me. Mm-hmm. And so I try to think of it like, you know, different elements from different vantage points and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I come to the conclusion, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, that conclusion is right. But how did you get to that point? I'm sure you haven't always been that way, right? Or have you? <laughs> Being an overthinker? 
or being able to analyze yourself and come to the conclusion that there's some truth in what your wife has brought to your attention? Nine times out of ten, by the time she's brought it to my attention... You already knew it existed. Yeah. Mm. She's like, yeah, you're, sometimes you can be real cold and distant. Like, I know that. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where that comes from. Okay. Like, I feel like I've, like, put myself through therapy, like, within my own head. Okay. So, usually she brings it up, I was like, all right, well, that is true. Mm-hmm. It came from this element when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And then it also happened again when I was 25. Gotcha. And now I'm trying to process through it. So, by the time you brought it to me, like, I've already... You were fully aware yeah, that yeah, it yeah. existed. Right, right, right. So, what... But I'm also, I feel like, in that element, in that um, situation, I'm not like other guys when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So... Leaving them with the word lead, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want I want the same thing for our black families. But what if, by chance, the woman is just the better natural leader? Where does that leave the man? <sighs> is the man... I feel like the man has to be, if the woman's just the overall natural leader, the mm-hmm. better leader, mm-hmm. the man is going to have to be the beta version of that. When mm-hmm. I say that, it means like you got to play the, the side role. Whatever she says, if she's leading y'all to where everything needs to go, then you mm-hmm. just got to play play the side and be like, all right, well, I'm just here to help her. But doesn't that counteract women submitting to their husbands? It does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after a while, the woman isn't going to respect her husband. Because mm. if your wife has to tell you everything to do and she's doing this, sooner or later, she's going like, ah, well, you know, he's going to do whatever I say. And then you become that docile version of a man that just sits in the corner and waits for your wife to tell you everything to do. You speaking facts. Mm-hmm. And I think that also breeds more resentment. Right, right, right. I think the women who are, like, just alpha females, Mm -hmm. they want a man that's even more alpha. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they might feel like, you know, they run their jobs Mm -hmm. or run this, but if they're at home, they want a man that's a little bit more alpha, a little bit more dominant. Okay. So they can kind of fall back and just kind of, like, somebody tell them what to do. And I think, like, speaking for myself and from my experience, oftentimes a woman does not want to be the leader. True. I promise you we don't. We are tired, okay? We are out here trying to manage so many different things because I feel like as the woman, we kind of carry the load of the emotional weight of the family and the mental weight of the family, at least from my experience. We don't want to lead oftentimes. But there's nothing wrong with the woman stepping in to lead when it's necessary. Right, right, right. I'll say this. I know we probably need to wrap up soon. But, um... I know when I first got married, right, mm-hmm. my credit was jacked up. Mm-hmm. And I used to hear everybody say, like, you know, happy wife, happy life, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my wife is, she used to have, like, spreadsheets with her, you know, as far as, like, bills and all this type of stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? It seemed like she's a little bit better than this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let her handle that. Mm-hmm. And then that led to, you know what? You're more assertive when it comes to these certain things. I'm gonna let you handle that. Okay. And so after a while, it just became me kind of like just pawning different stuff off. And like, yo. And you felt like she was handling everything, basically, or a lot. 
She was carrying the load? She was carrying the load. Okay. She was carrying the load. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, like, me and her had a conversation. And she said, you know what? She didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, she would prefer me to kind of step up and be present mm-hmm. and kind of just handle things that mm-hmm. need to be handled. In my head, I was like, well, you're better at that than me. Mm-hmm. You're better at finances or okay. you're better at making sure all the bills are paid or you, you're better at whatever. So how did you guys work through that then? If you felt like in that particular aspect of your marriage, she was the better leader and she's telling you, but I don't want to leave. How did you get through that? I don't feel like I was ever... Weak at it. Okay. So it wasn't like I was trash at paying bills. Mm-hmm. I was trash at saving. But I yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was I wasn't trash. Like I lived on my own for a while. Mm-hmm. So like the concept of paying bills is not foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um so but I always just say, Hey, you're better at it, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna make sure things are paid, you're gonna make sure it's a little money is saved, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So once she said that, it just made me like, all right, well I was playing the back. I got comfortable with playing the back. So you, you had to step up? Yeah. Mm. And for the most part, things have been pretty smooth with that. But it just required me to, like, you know what? All right, this is the role that I have to take for the mm-hmm. family. It's me doing certain things, mm-hmm. me communicating her mm-hmm. that, you know, certain things got to happen, and then just me making decisions. Communication is what I got from that, from, you know, you guys hitting that bump in the road and being able to work through it. Oftentimes, we don't know how to communicate clearly. Right. And even if the woman doesn't want to lead, oftentimes she won't say she doesn't. She'll just keep doing it. Right. And then you look up and you've been leading the entire time. Right. And that just breeds a whole, you know, different level of resentment. resentment. Yeah. So communication, y'all, that's great communication between you two. Yeah. But it it took a while to kind of get to that. Of course. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight yeah. for sure. That's good stuff. So, lead. 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 Men need to lead. Men need to lead. Yeah. I agree. And not be scared to ruffle any feathers while you're leading. Mm-hmm. And for lack of a better word, don't be pussy. Just kind of do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> Just do what you say you're going to do, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm agreeing with you, sir. Yeah. I, I have, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Lead. Yeah, yeah. Leave our fellas because we are going to spread this episode and encourage our guys to listen to this because you know my audience is mostly female, but yeah, my female audience. I would love to hear what your your audience has to say about this conversation. I know. Uh, I'm sure that my DMs and my yeah, email is going to be blowing yeah, up, right? That's going to be very interesting. So, two affirmations because at first I know I only asked you for one, which okay. is for the men. Okay. But from a man, give me one for the women too who are trying to navigate these relationships and these marriages and these family dynamics with you all. So leave the guys with an affirmation, just a, a piece of encouragement to just help them on their way. And then also give the women something that could possibly help the men on their journey. Even though you prepped me for this, I, I'm still not ready. Um, it's okay. Um, just let it flow naturally, whatever pops in your head. Give me an example one and then they'll help. Okay, so for... The women, because that'll be the easier one for me to do. I would suggest, um, or I would affirm that women trust the men that they've chosen. Mm, okay. You pick this person, 
you believe this is the person that God ordained for you. This is your the love of your life, your soulmate, however you refer to your partner, right? If that's the case, trust them to lead. Mm. And that's not easy. I'm speaking <laughs> from a place of experience. But if I had to leave my ladies with something, it would be trust the person you chose. Mm, okay. That can be like a whole other podcast episode, but we're not going to get into that today. Yeah. Because there's so much there in that, that word trust. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It goes five million different ways. But yeah, that's literally because I'm I'm preaching that to myself right now as well. Right, right. If we chose each other, then I should be able to trust you to lead me, yeah. to lead our family, to lead our children. Okay. And there's a disconnect there. So that's just me encouraging the ladies to okay. trust the person you chose. Okay. Um, so these affirmations aren't well thought out. So I'm That's just kind of trying to hit you with something that comes like in the forefront of my brain. Okay. As far as the ladies, um, if I'm still thinking about the, the, the word lead, mm-hmm. as far as the ladies, I would say this might be toxic well, but make room for your man to be a man. Mm, no, that's good. Yeah. That's Just, really good. A lot of women, especially independent women, they will, you know, I, I want to sound like I'm dog independent women, but... You stepping on my toes. Just okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And I got on open toes yeah. today. You stepping all on my toes. It's fine. I would have worn sneakers right. if I had known. You was going to be over here stepping on... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but just make... Makes room. Make room. Like, you mm. know, allow men to kind of hop, step out there and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this. Mm. Or, you know, a lot of women... Don't want to let up, you know, mm. release control. Yep, that's so it. So sometimes you got to be like, let up, give up a little bit of control and kind of see what your man does, your partner do. If he does, you know, pretty good with that little bit of control that you gave, give him a little bit more. Mm. Or let, you know, let go of a little bit let more. Let go of yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. 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 So, mm. so, yeah, I'll definitely say, you know, just make space. Um, for that was man. good. For you to talk about something, I don't know. I'm just going to say the first thing. That was really good. That, that felt well thought out. Like, that felt like it was, like, you slept on that last no, night and you woke up this morning and you meditated on it. That was good. <laughs> that No, seriously, that was really good. Thank you. And I think you. that the women hearing that is what's going to help the men be able to do that. Hey, you know, I, I do what I can do. Yeah, I can do you know. I mean, yeah. you are who you are. Everything I say is what's going on. Hey, for some time. But, but for men, um... We talking about family. We talking about children and marriage and relationships and leading. What would you leave with the guys? Um, <laughs> it would probably be something I said earlier, like don't be pussy. You. That's like, fine. That's yeah, what you yeah, wanted yeah. to be. Yeah, I think that's it. That's the thing to me that I just kind of see, like just men falling back, men just not wanting to lead or men leading um and and when people when men say that they'd be like all right well you're being soft um but when i say it i mean as far as like step up mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. don't let your woman carry everything on her, her shoulders and then when she falls down you still trying to ask for sex or something like that you're like you know what let's 
Let me take some of this brunt off of you. Mm-hmm. Let me put the load on my back so mm-hmm. you can kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. Or you can kind of help me manage the thing that we got because my shoulders are built for it. <sighs> so with that, just like I... You might have had, you know, your mother nurture you or stuff like that, but now it's time for you to kind of, like, do the things that you need to do. So, step up and don't be pussy. There it is. Yeah. It's good stuff. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I try. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Yeah, I, this whole series is about getting the black man's perspective on different topics and Family is something that's super important to me. And as your family is growing, yes, 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 um, yes. we'll probably have to come back and revisit this once I'm you've had down. some experience. Yeah, yeah, once you've had some actual um, yeah, yeah, yeah. hands on experience once Baby yeah. Z has arrived. Yeah, give me like six months when she said. I got you, I got you. But this was good. Do you have any um, closing remarks or anything you want to say regarding the black man and his family? Um. Not in regards to that, but, you know, you can make sure you follow me everywhere at Shot Harris. Um, you can also follow my uh, company, is The Rebel Society. We, we do content marketing for small businesses, uh, corporations, and nonprofits. And he, uh, and he said that so humbly, y'all. Like, he's a beast. I'm going to ha- um, add all of his um, connections, all of his social handles. Yes, all of it will yes, be in yes. the show notes. So yes, connect yes, with yes, him, yes. follow Please with connect. him. If you have a business, if you have a brand, he's your guy. Yeah, I, I have have a child on the way, so I need yes. So right we now. need to keep him booked and busy. Yes, but yes, not yes, so yes. booked and busy that he's not present. <laughs> okay, I'm always be present. Full circle moment. I got office hours. Not so booked and busy that he can't be present. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, let's yeah. keep him booked and busy, yes, y'all. Please, please. It's been please, a pleasure. You and your wife are freaking amazing. Yeah, you guys you, are you. a powerhouse couple. Um, I felt like I've known you guys for way longer than I have. <laughs> it's just one of those organic little situations right. that happened. But, yeah, it's been real. I appreciate, I appreciate you for coming to the platform to give us your perspective as a black man navigating this world. It's been real, y'all. Um, take good care of yourself and each other. I will talk with you guys soon. All right, y'all have a good one. Peace.